0: Alright ladies, this video or podcast is for you. So I have started reading the book Ask Your Husband by Stephanie Gordon and it has changed my life. So I wanted to take a minute to talk about our vocation of marriage as women, just girl-to-girl, woman-to-woman. Perhaps, you know, this is the moment where things click, that the light bulb goes off and you reject feminism for good in order to align yourselves with the church teaching that has always been. So I hope that you stay with me so we can have this conversation, go grab some tea or a cup of coffee or wine if it's that time of night, and let's do this. Welcome to What Laura Likes, the podcast that helps you pursue the narrow path. Here you can find content regarding Catholicism, both for those new to the faith, as well as those of you looking to go deeper. You will also find content on the vocation of marriage, including motherhood and homeschooling. This audio is from my winter 2022 YouTube season. If you'd like to see the video for this, another episode, you can head to my YouTube channel WhatLauraLike. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review if it adds value to your life. Also, consider supporting this podcast on Patreon to help it continue. You can find out more about me or contact me by heading to my website, whatlauralikes.com or following me on Instagram at whatlauralikes18. Enjoy the show. Hey there. So if you're new, my name is Laura and this is my channel or podcast, What Laura Likes. I've been on YouTube for almost four years now and this topic is so near and dear to my heart. I have gone through multiple stages in my relationship with feminism, my relationship with my husband, who we've been together for 21 years now. And I have shed the feminist mentality year after year, moment after moment, book after book. And I really didn't think that I had much more to shed when I started reading Ask Your Husband. Wow, you guys, like it just came full force because this is the first Catholic book I've read about being a godly woman, and being in the vocation of marriage, and the perspective from the church is so beautiful and so ordered, and yet it's never spoken about. It's never talked about. I've never, other than Father Whitberger's series on marriage and spiritual warfare marriage, I have never heard this stuff from Catholic teaching, and maybe I'm just not availing myself to the proper resources. But today, I just wanted to take a minute just to talk about what it looks like to be a submissive wife, to be a godly wife that's in the home and properly ordered as a helpmate for our husbands. So just really quick, the journey I've gone through has been pretty intense over the last 21 years. I started out, you know, just being kind of a sweet, high schooler. And then I went to college and I, woo, I embraced feminism. I loved feminism. I took women's studies courses. My children were not going to wear pink. They were not going to wear blue. They were going to wear yellow and green. I was not going to impose gender roles on my children. My boys were going to have dolls and my girls were going to have trucks. And I, you know, I had been with Ryan for a few years at that point and he was like, okay, Laura, all the while knowing that... (laughs) I guess knowing out of wisdom that I would change my ways before we actually had children. At the same time that I was taking these women's studies courses, my dad had found Dr. Laura and had suggested I start listening to her. And of course, once you start listening to Dr. Laura, you realize that she is a, what did she call it? A recovered feminist and explains the beauty of having, just really the beauty of embracing motherhood. She doesn't really talk about the vocation of marriage. and and that kind of thing, but she puts women in their place a lot because so many people call her with a warped vision of marriage due to the feminism that propagates our society. So then, a few years ago, I found the book Fascinating Womanhood, which takes great literature and talks about the ideal woman and these two different sides to her. I love her excerpts from David Copperfield, which is on my to-read list after having listened to how the author pulls out these two women who, if together, would be the perfect woman, but both are lacking because they are just kind of one side of a two-sided coin that the ideal woman is. And that book really helped humble me and showed me that I was doing a lot of things still that were not honoring my husband. As Dr. Laura says in The Proper Care and Feeding of Husband, we have a lot of power as women, but we have to learn how to wield it femininely and beautifully and godly. So here I am, you know, and I thought, you know, I'm pretty good at my vocation at this point. You know, I I do all the things, you know, I'm a traditional wife, I school my kids, I'm home, I clean and cook enough you know not perfectly but when i started reading ask your husband especially the excerpt about from the council trent talking about how women should love being home and actually it talks about women asking permission to leave the home which you know again you read this stuff and you're sometimes you can get this like feeling like oh i don't really like that or that's kind of weird But as I've said in other videos, when we get that visceral response to anything we hear, especially when it comes from church teaching, we really need to check why we're having those feelings. And a properly ordered marriage where the woman is the helpmate and the man is the priest of the home, and that has really been a good shift for me. I'll talk about that in a minute when that's all properly ordered, life is so joyful. So for example, yesterday was the first day I had kind of had this really deep aha moment. And she had talked about writing her book, because again, I'm only in the first few chapters, but she's talking about writing her book and how it's a hobby. And so she didn't push her vocation aside to do it, but she did it in kind of those breaks that our vocation naturally has. And that a hobby versus like a job is something that invigorates us and causes us to be more joyful when we we end the task than when we started. It's refreshing, and so it actually benefits the whole home. If you're doing something, typically a job, or it's work, and it's exhausting, and you leave the work kind of downtrodden, and uh, you know the way a lot of times men come home from work, then that's an indication that you are not doing a hobby. You are doing some kind of actual drudgery, and women aren't meant to do that kind of work. So when she started talking about the hobby versus the job, then I had to step back and look at my, I had to look at my own kind of setup and say, okay, so where am I, how does this all fit in with what I think God is asking me to do by sharing, you know, about my vocation with women and about, you know, sharing about God with the greater world. And so yesterday, you know, I I didn't get up early And my kids didn't play video games. So I didn't touch what Laura likes for an entire day at all. And I had been kind of deep in it for a while now. There was so much beauty to that. I was so present. And, you know, of course, my initial thought is, oh, no, then I must have to give this up. Because I tend to be a black and white person. That's just the way I think I might either everything is like, it's full or empty. There's no in between. And but that's not what God's asking women to do. They're not asking them to just chuck all their extracurricular activities. But it is something where we really need to think through, is this blessing my home or is this distracting me from my true vocation? And I know I've talked about that before, but this, again, just reiterated it. When she mentioned that, you know, we as at home, we have this domestic church and it's not talked about very frequently within, I guess, like homilies and things like that, you kind of have to dig around and find women who are talking about the domestic church. But because of that, it makes sense that while the priest is the, you know, the head of the church, you know, your home parish or your chapel, and then, you know, the Pope is the head of the whole, the whole thing. Then also, you know, our husbands are the priests of our home. And so think about how you treat a priest, right? You're super reverent, You don't tell the priest what to do. You might give them suggestions, but then you, you know, you respectfully stop there, right? I've never presumed to tell a priest what to do. You take their word as truth and you respect their word and you assume they're being prudent in their decisions. And there's just like, you start thinking about the adjectives and adverbs that you use when you talk about a priest and those same words should des- descriptive words should be used towards your husband. Even that is a pretty tall order, but let me tell you, there is so much blessing when it comes to living in this ordered way. That our husbands are tasked to love us as, as Christ loves the church. That doesn't happen until we, submit to our role. And Father Ripberger does say that unless women can learn to be obedient to their husbands, they will not grow in any other virtue. And so this is a tall task, but is a task that we have been called on from the beginning of time with Adam and Eve. Eve was taken from Adam's rib that she is his companion, but she's, and she's not at his feet. You know, she's not taken from his feet for him to trot on. But she's also not taken from his head to be on equal level with him. You know, she's she's taken from his side. So we walk with our men. We talk, walk with our husbands. But we don't usurp their natural role in the family to be the head of the household. I am not the head of my household. And you know what? That's actually really liberating. Because that means that the big decisions in my life, I don't have to make. My husband has to make them, and that's a tall task, but God has given men the grace to make those hard decisions. And as wives, we support those decisions and we stay within our our natural area as Mother Mary did in our homes, in the cooking and the cleaning and the raising of children and the homeschooling, if you're called to that. And it's really beautiful and it's when we embrace this, then our men can step up into that role as head of household, both spiritually and practically, and they are given gifts of prudence that we haven't been given as women. You know, we're so emotional, and that's not a bad thing to be an emotional woman because there's a reason for that. We relate to the children. We we take our temperature of our marriage, and we, you know, make changes as need be, but we don't have to make the hard decisions, and it's beautiful. So... I just couldn't wait to make a video, Woman to Woman with You. I'm probably going to be making more of these kinds of videos in the going forward because I realized that what Laura likes is ultimately a channel of from one woman to another. To And I know there's so many men who watch me, and that's fine. But I really, if, if I am going to be out in the public realm, it needs to be to help other women find their vocation and to find the joy within their vocation. Because... That's what women do, right? We lift each other up and we don't lift each other up by saying, I am woman, hear me roar. I can do anything a man does. Like, ugh. you know, like why? <laughs> God made man and woman separate equal, but separate for reasons, for different reasons. And so the most joyful women I know are the women that embrace these roles that that say, you know what, honey, you can go earn the money. You can go out into the world and fight the beasts and drag home the kill. I will warm, keep the fires warm, and I will cook it for you. And we can all enjoy that division of labor. So if someone out there is a true feminist, I really urge you to read Ask Your Husband with an Open Heart, or at least to pray about the lies you have been told and that have permeated your own decision making. So with that, let's say a prayer to Mother Mary, asking her to help us in our vocation, asking for humility, asking for sweetness, asking for the example of Mother Mary herself to shine through in our lives, that we don't assume her better than Mother Mary, that we need anything different than what she did, right? She had a very quiet life, but she raised God. And who knows what we are doing in the silent witnesses of our homes when we open up for hospitality or our children and husbands go out into the world because our children and our husband are beautiful witnesses as well as anybody who comes into contact with us. That's how we evangelize. Is because we leave imprints on everybody that we talk to, that we smile at, that we share our lives with, and they go out and then they spread that joy. So, Namini Patris of Filii Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, Gratia Plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. So again, if you haven't grabbed the book, ask your husband. It's only $10 on Kindle. And I think that the resources, the quotes in there, they're so good. And I just ask that you prayerfully consider what I've said. Take it to prayer. Maybe journal about it. Talk to your husband about it. If you have reversed roles or if you have somehow stepped into the decision-making of your own household, Especially if you have sons, I ask you to really sit down with your husband and talk about the roles that God has given us. I'll put down below the quotes, but you can find actual duties of husbands and duties of wives in the Council of Trent Catechism, which is beautiful and thoughtful and church teaching. So don't be embarrassed by church teaching. Embrace it because church teaching leads us to God and we don't know better than God, right? So If you wanna discuss it more, if you wanna have a conversation, we can do so in the comments or you can always email me. And I'm happy to do follow-up videos if this is something where you have questions or you want more like practical know-how, I'd love to just talk about marriage for the rest of the year, honestly. That'd be amazing. So with that, you guys, continue to know, love, and serve God, all right? All for the glory of God. And we wanna do everything in order to get to heaven and being an obedient, sweet, joyful wife, is our ticket home to eternity. So keep that in mind. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode has blessed you. For more like this, head over to my YouTube channel, What Laura Likes. Be sure to subscribe, review this podcast, follow me on Instagram, and visit my website, whatlauralikes.com for more info about what I do. Until next time, continue to know, love, and serve God. Pax Christie.